0: Hey there romance nerds we are taking another look at local authors today on the minisodes so today we are talking to Tracy Brody who is a indie author and we are so excited to get to talk to you today thank you so much thank you for having me ladies I'm looking forward to it too so just to start off would you like to talk a little bit about yourself like what's your name and what some of your books are All right. Well, I write as Tracy
1: Brody, and um, I have four books out in the Bad Karma Special Ops series, and it's romantic suspense featuring the Army Bad Karma Special Ops team whose love lives are as dangerous as their missions. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Good tagline. (laughs) That's nice. I like that. And then I'm also um, have started a romantic comedy series, Faking It, that... (laughs) Yeah, well, and the first book is a takeoff on reality dating show. It's Faking oh. It with the Bachelor, Ooh. and the second book in that series. I'm wrapping up the draft is Faking It with the Green Beret. So I'm sticking with my
2: military. <laughs> way. Nice.
1: And I'm totally in lust with this hero who is a off-key singing Green Beret who comes <laughs> from deployment to find mm. his girlfriend is back with her not-so ex anymore. Ex, and she gave away his dog. So the Six, six foot five ring beret and his 105 pound dog end up living in a tiny home and falling for the trauma counselor who adopted I the need this book
0: that sounds amazing. right now that sounds amazing That's a really good
1: concept I, I t- yeah I, I'm loving this book so mm-hmm. it's a lot of fun his life is like a country song and he it's it's kind of based on well not kind of it's totally based on or launched from the idea of, um, Garth Brooks song, "Friends in Low Places, just <gasps> at the charity fair and find a charity event to find his girlfriend there. With wow.
2: Yep. Here's a fun fact about your Raging Romantics host. The very first song I ever memorized was Garth Brooks, um, Thunder Rolls, okay, <laughs> true Garth well, Brooks fan. I'll have to look that
1: one up because I don't know that, but I, I'm not typically a big country music fan, but I have been listening to tons of songs mm. for this book because each chapter will be titled a from a song.
0: Oh, so that's neat. I that's like it. a tie-in. I've noticed a lot of authors are kind of doing that. They're incorporating more music or making like Spotify playlists that go with their music and their books. Like it's a really nice idea. I like that. Well, it's totally John. So it's, and like I said, he, he can't carry a tune, but he doesn't
1: care. And he changes the words and he doesn't care. <laughs> but five people don't mess with and use a green beret. So, you know, Oh my
2: yeah. goodness. Anyway. And when does that one come out?
1: That well, well, I'm not sure. I'm leaving okay. in two weeks for three weeks um, in Scotland. My son is <gasps> married. We're nice. going to Scotland in Greece. and my um, usual editor has long haul COVID and oh. I mean things. So she's not able to do it. So I'm um, going to hope to send it to beta readers before I leave on my trip and then have to find somebody to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, edits when oh, I get really? back. So I'm hoping the fall, you know, okay. as soon as I can. I'm probably going to put it up on Vela first mm. and it has to be out on Vela for about 30 days before I can put it in book form. So okay. I'll,
2: I'll keep it thank you. Thank yeah. That sounds exciting. really fun. Sounds
0: like a fun. I product. love
2: that premise. Um, so how long have you been an author, Tracy? Um, it depends on what your definition of
1: author is. <laughs> <laughs> I I wrote, wrote a book when I was in elementary school, but that doesn't count. And I started my career with, well, I've always had an overactive imagination. Mm-hmm. You know, instead of napping, I'd be flying off on adventures on the back of my bear. And I, the first thing I wrote that was, you know, was movie scripts. So I wrote movie scripts, indie movie scripts that being a housewife in North Carolina, way over 30 Um No Ties to Hollywood, that that wasn't going anywhere, but I had Mm -hmm. two friends who called me the same week and said, I'd love to see this as a book. They read it and um, that launched me into writing the romance novels, but it took Mm -hmm. me a long time to learn the craft. You know, Mm -hmm. you you get started, you have a great idea, but learning to write well so that people want to read it is a whole different story. Mm -hmm. So that took a while. And um, so I think that was around 2003, 2004, when I came up with the first movie script and then switched over to books a few years later and joined romance writers of America in you know, I think 2009 or 2010. So, so it, it's been about 12 years. Um, okay. And then I actually published my first book. So became a published author two years ago. And wow.
2: Be, yeah. Right. That's, before, that's really yeah. cool.
0: <laughs> I was going to say, From I see your
2: first book came out February, 2020. And I was like, Oh, that's a hard time. <laughs>
1: Yes, I went to have a launch party for that. Had a lot of friends coming, and I had four books done. Um, that was a prequel novella, but the three full lengths I'd written first, and I planned to launch like monthly. And covet hit, oh, and so I, I dragged it out a little bit longer than that. Um, but I did put out all four books that first year,
2: so awesome. Didn't get to have more launch parties, so yeah, so. that's been something a lot of authors that we've gotten to talk to said they're like, Yeah, we just missed the launch parties and like seeing people come talk about our books, mm-hmm. yeah. like experience our books. I did do a, um,
1: in-person book club for my sister and her friends. We did it outside at her pool. So mm-hmm. we were in swimsuits and, you know, but it was a lot of fun and yeah, about the book and, you know, they had it very well planned. So.
0: Oh, good. Okay. So what made you decide to become an indie author as opposed to go a more traditional route?
1: Well, I, like most authors, wanted to go the traditional route. Wanted that <laughs> information, um, you know. Thought that was be where the money was, and also, you know, originally indie had a reputation for not being, you know, the best quality books. They were the people who couldn't make it traditionally, mm. right? Um, and I admit, I, I bought into that. But joining the RWA and attending conferences, I, you know, met more indie authors. Saw a lot of traditional authors going indie, but um, you know, was still pursuing that. I signed with an agent in May of 2015 and thought that it would go really well. I'd actually had a small mid- or mid-sized publisher who was interested in my series before, but they dropped the ball, oh. like three people dropped the ball. The first editor mm-hmm. who, who wanted it, she wanted me um, to you know, revise the blurbs, and when I sent them to her, some things were going on in her life, things were going on in my life, I didn't follow up with her. And when I did, you know, mention it to somebody from that publishing house that came to speak to a chapter me, she was embarrassed that it had been sitting with them and, you know, kind of in their acquisitions for, you know, so, so long. She promised she'd get to it, find the right, you know, get back with me. Never heard from her. Three or four months later, I get an email from somebody else with this publisher saying, hey, you know, I found your, you know, manuscript and submittables. And I checked with the, you know, editor who wanted it, but her list is full I'll find the right person and get back with you. She never got back with me, so mm-hmm. I'm kind of feeling like the ugly stepsister, you know. Oh. Nobody wants to take to the prom, you know. My like last, je- so I was like, okay, that's the maybe the Lord's just closing the doors. That is not where I'm supposed to be. I finaled in the Golden Heart with um, the second book in my Bad Karma series, and put it in Pit Mad on Twitter. and had several mm-hmm. requests, one of them being a different editor from that same publisher. Mm-hmm who wanted to acquire, I told her, you know, a little bit about the saga with them. She says, well, maybe we can get a, you know, a multi-book deal, everything. So, but then I signed with my agent who took me out to all the big houses. You know, she, she wooed me. I mean, just made me feel like this was, you know, an easy thing to go. we got some passes, this this mid-sized publisher is coming back. They're now changing, you know, things on the contract that they had sent saying, oh, you know what? RWA, the person who's in charge of this publishing house had said, when I introduced myself to her, she said, oh yes, I know your name. We want both books, but the contract came for one book and it was the first book, or maybe it was the second book. I can't even remember now, but then things go on. They come back and say, oh, we sent the contract for the wrong book, we want the other book. And I was just so confused, the editor, wouldn't talk to my agent on the phone huh. she's had some like you know anxiety issues that would make her stutter or something I, I, I don't remember what the agent said but she she said this is just really weird and I'm, we didn't know what changes they wanted we just decided to walk away I was like this just doesn't feel good and feel right mm-hmm. so my we wait to hear from the big houses that my agent sent it out to and we got passes and you know close but you know second reads you know we've got something too similar, What, yeah, you know, the voice isn't quite right, whatever. The next year I finaled in the golden heart with two books in the series. So we're like, okay, this is, this is going to happen this time with this, this last book. And they will take all three books, got some passes. And then I stopped hearing from my agent.
2: Oh
1: yeah. The big, oh, ask. No. but I, I didn't quite clue in. Cause you know, and I even had somebody say, are you sure? You know, what's going on? And we met at RWA that next year, and she's assuring me everything's good, you know, we'll, we'll work out. But nothing happens. And, you know, months go by, and I haven't heard from her. And I'm like, you know, I had talked with her. And at that, that point, she tells me, oh, we got more passes, so we're like four or six passes that I, I hear about at one time, which was kind of crushing. And she couldn't remember what they'd said. She said she would forward me, you know, any information. She never did. Then, like I said, we met at RWA. And it was a little awkward that year. I can't imagine. <laughs> yeah. The next year we're still hanging in there and our plan is to go out on submission with a partial for the first book because that kind of launches the series. And I was doing some rewrites and I send it to her and I don't hear from my agent. Don't hear from my agent. Finally, you know, we, you know, she, she sent. It, 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 I guess I'm getting the story kind of wrong, <laughs> but she, sorry, she, sends me a submission list says this is who we're sending it to when we've met at rwa she's like okay it's only been out six weeks i haven't had time to hear from anything but i'm kind of like okay well, let's wait and see months go by she doesn't respond to email i send an email saying hey you know what? i really need to talk you know find out it's been like nine months now and she has her assistant schedule a meeting cancels it the day of when i try to reschedule I'm not hearing back. I send a text saying, you know, Hey, can we do this? I leave a phone message again, nothing. I'm just totally being mm. ghosted. I'm, I'm picking up on this. So I send an email saying, I need to know by this date, you know, what's the status? Because mm. I don't know how to perceive, You know, I feel like, you know, is this, am I dead in the water with the series or what? She doesn't get back with me. So I sent termination mm. and say, I, I need an update because I need to know, you know, If if I'm going to search for another agent, is this book dead or or can they submit it? Still don't hear from her. So I had the uncomfortable task of emailing the editors myself Mm -hmm. and saying, hi, my agent, I'm in an uncomfortable situation where my, I parted with my agent. She had submitted this book back in, you know, June of the year before, but I need to pull it um, if it's still under consideration. And if it's already been passed on, can you send me any information? And a couple of hours, I've heard back from several of the editors that they
2: never received it. Oh, oh my God. This is like a tea episode, spilling tea right here. What
1: a bluff. and it makes no sense to me because it's like, if you don't submit it, how can we, you know, make either of us? And why lie to me about it? You know, if if, if you just said, hey, listen, romantic suspense is not selling to debut authors, you're better off, Andy. I would have had respect for her, we could have parted ways. Mm -hmm. But, she she met me you know at RWA you know made me think that it was out. I introduced her to an author friend of mine, um, but then I ended up filing an ethics complaint against her because this was just unacceptable. No, that's insane. Yeah, mm-hmm. she countered with a lot of things that were not true. She even faked an email, and I could tell because my at <sighs> the header of the email, everything was different than all her other emails. The order. The way her formatted was her, um, her her email address, and I was just so I was very
2: uh, yeah um,
1: disappointed with
2: mm.
1: her ethics at that point, and that just kind of left a bad taste in my mouth yeah. with traditional between the first one um, publishing house and her, but I did query a handful of agents um, mm-hmm. that were you know top notch ones several which I've met, and had one who contacted me says I you know I won't sign an author unless I know I can sell them. I don't know if I can sell you, but it's purely the market, but I want to try. Mm. But one of the editors I had a question about because of talking with a friend of mine um, who was was with this editor who who happened to mention that this editor had been sued by several of her clients. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Several, not one. And she'd acquired Uh. that agent, I mean that edit that author friend of mine after only reading a few pages of her book. And then she wanted all these changes. And I'm like, I've got three books done. That I want to know that you've read my work and you want these books, not just Mm -hmm. maybe write something new. So when I asked this agent about, you know, can we submit to somebody else at that house? And she's like, no, that's not how things are done. And I had been very honest with her about my relationship with the other agent after we'd signed. And I think that just kind of set up some red flags. And she's Mm -hmm. like, I don't think I'm the agent for you. I'm like, Mm -hmm. okay, I'm not going to be able to change your mind at this point. Let's just you know, save, save us both some heartache and time and cut, cut the cord. No. And that was the affirmation I needed, you know, that you know, it was good enough. I, you know, finaled in the golden heart six times over five years and, you know, had two top agents that thought they could sell it. I'm like, I'm, I'm just going to go for it myself. Yeah. I had a lot of friends who were traditionally published that were, I, I would hear complaints about, you know, I hate my cover. Um, I'm not getting any market support. I can't, Meet these deadlines. I'm mm-hmm. like, I don't. I'm doing this for fun. I, I want it to be healthy mentally. Mm-hmm. So, to my own schedule. I want to, you know, rapidly release these books. I can do that as an indie. I can pick covers, models that I want. You know, have my covers be something that I'm happy with that reflect my characters. Mm-hmm. And so, I've just learned from the folks who've gone before me. I had a lot of people who helped me point me at the right things and decided, you know, I can make more money that way. You know, higher cut. Yes, I have to put money up front, you know, but I have the money to be able to do that, which is you know, fortunate for me. And I can keep running promotions once I figure out marketing, um, <laughs> making money you know, long term over the book. So, uh, you yeah. know, I, I launched Indy and I've been very happy. You know, I've made money, you know, not a ton. I'm, and I'm not paying for my trip to Scotland, but you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm making money and having fun doing it, not okay. feeling the pressure.
0: And that's the important part. I mean, that's a, that's insane. I'm frustrated just hearing about it. Yeah. I can't imagine how awful it was to go through that, but yeah. I, it's, it's cool though. It feels like you felt like it's, you've taken charge of your own destiny. Like that's like a really cool sentiment just listening right. to that story. Yeah.
1: I would love for her to see of my, my books in the, you know, airport when she's going somewhere and saying,
0: oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of revenge. Yeah. Like Jen said, I'm
2: really sorry that you went through all that, but I I, like she said, like Jen said, I think it really goes to show that your perseverance really pays off in the mm-hmm. end because you have these books. They all sound amazing. I can't wait to read yeah, the green so beret. Cool. And it really goes to show in our first episode this month, our full length episode, we talked all about traditional publishing and the, the typical path that traditional publishing takes, you know, you, 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 Write a book, you query, you get an agent, ideally you go out on submission, you get a publisher, but you just showed that that's not always, it's not as easy as it sounds in mm-hmm. no way, shape or form. It's definitely not easy. I mean, you know, most people
1: query, you know, some will call it query hundreds of agents mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I didn't have to query quite that many. Um, I did query too early originally um, you know, and pitch too early, but that's, you know, like most authors, you know, they think we're ready when we're not. Right. And- <laughs> <laughs> yep.
2: <laughs> yeah. And that's yeah. not to say indie is easy either. I mean, you just talked about you have to put everything up front. You don't have any guarantee that. There's going to be a market. I mean, ideally there's going to be a market. Like I like to say every reader, it's book, every book, their reader. I mixed up my pronouns, but, um, and I mean, also you have to do all your own marketing. You have to do all your own planning, all that sort of stuff. So it's not easy to be an indie author either.
1: No, it's not easy. You, you, And I tell people who said they want to write a book. It's like, if you love reading, don't become a writer. Um, reading. <laughs> it, it, you learn all the rules and it makes it hard. And it, it's yeah. hard work to mm-hmm. um, do it and do it well. And I know a lot of people who put a book out there and, but, you know, they haven't done it as a career type thing. Mm. It's they had a book, a story they want to tell. And that's great. And they can do that. Um, but if you, if you do want to make a living, it is a lot of work, but there are a lot of resources out there and, you know, Facebook groups and things that indie authors can find help and you know go to the experts to teach them Mm -hmm. and you may not know it all when you first launch but that's okay you know you figure it out and I'm you know still learning things so
0: so thinking about those things you're learning what advice would you give to people who are interested in breaking into the NDE space
1: one is don't be in a rush I -hmm. think a lot of people they put this timeline on themselves I have to have a book out and you know, it takes the first book you write usually is not going to be published. Mine is not; I can guarantee that. Not a <laughs> rewrite. Um, but you know, learn the craft. It takes time. You don't pick up a violin and make beautiful music mm-hmm. the first time. Your first book, nobody wants to read it. So you have to learn. Um, and then you know, be kind to yourself. But get get feedback. A lot, a lot of authors I've seen have jump in too quickly with hiring an editor when the work's mm-hmm. not ready, and then they spend a lot of money on a book that's not ready for the market mm. so you know, take your time get you know connect with other people get some feedback from other authors which you can get easily and cheap by entering contests you know and then finding people and you're going to go through stages you know you'll find a critique group and then you'll need to find people who are you know that next level can be kind of beta readers and give you mm. feedback so you'll know when it's time to hire an editor but do hire editors to, you know especially the first book or two you know you a developmental editor will, help, will teach you things that you know you may not have picked up on in other places to make your story better they're good at picking out like what's missing on the page or you know just if there's something that needs to be pulled out that we get so close to our characters that we're too mm-hmm. we can't see the things that mm-hmm. you know it's in our head that didn't get on the paper or you know we might repeat ourselves so you know take your time be kind um, and you know, there are people that will help you just don't ask and expect that they will push your career forward. They can only do so much because mm-hmm. it's yeah. really up to you to learn and do it yourself. Yeah,
0: Thank you. That is excellent advice. I yeah, think. it's really good advice. Yeah. I hope people listen to it and apply it to their own writing. Yeah. If any of you are listening out there, <laughs> hopefully you are
2: <laughs> out into the ether <laughs> listen to us,
1: <laughs> you know, try and save them time and, yeah. and their journey and you know, not make mistakes and spend a lot of money that, you know, for their need to.
0: Right. Yeah.
2: That's a big one. Yeah. So where can we find you on social media, Tracy? I'm at Tracy Brody
1: books at everything on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. I have Twitter. I am not a fan of Twitter. I don't tweet much. Yeah. And, and, you know, I'm, I'm always afraid I'm going to say the wrong thing. I have a sense of humor and I'm not afraid to use it, but some people <laughs> take it. Right. So, yeah. um, but Instagram use a lot of pictures of flowers and fun things and, and some book promotion. And um, soon there'll be pictures from Scotland and Greece oh, and on Instagram. Um, and but Facebook is where I'm most active and I spend way too much time. But okay. I love interacting with people. I am not an introverted writer. I'm definitely an extrovert. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, so I like interacting and I love hearing from people, especially if they're yeah. saying they, they like my books. But if they don't like them, they can tell me too. And I wear my big girl panties. I know I'm not completely. <laughs> <leave> <movie. laughs> they're tastefully steamy the suspense um some people you know it's a little too slow for them but um mm. I, that's what I prefer so that's what I write and then romantic comedies are um what they call I guess not quite sweet or clean they're mild but there's no sex on the page okay, okay. It's like closed door and a lot of buildup. but I'm trying something different and I have written the closed door scene that readers can get by subscribing to my newsletter oh nice cool and get that for free and the one for the Green Bride book is actually pretty steamy, but um, mm-hmm. making it with the bachelor is, is not quite nice. as steamy, but there, there's a little bonus material for those who, who like some steam.
2: So. Okay, yeah, I love indie authors that they've started really using newsletters, like yeah, the ones neat. that I follow, and they've been mm-hmm. releasing all that extra bonus content and doing some really fun things with mm-hmm. newsletters. So if you have an author that you really love, dear listeners, definitely go to their website, check out their social media, yep. see if they have a newsletter, because authors like to write and they're probably <laughs> they're writing a lot of extra stuff
1: yeah we cut a lot of things and you know it's like I'm really <laughs> this year it's like it's gonna be really hard to write the next book you know mm-hmm. to fall in love with somebody you know more than big john but right. um yeah but there, there'll be some things that i'll just have to write and share later so
0: that's nice so to close out what is one of your books that everybody right now should go read uh, that's hard to say it depends if you like Steamy romantic suspense. I'd start with deadly
1: aim.
2: Um,
1: that's the first full length in the book, um, in the series, but desperate choices is the novella that comes Mm -hmm. first. You you don't have to read that in order that takes place like 15 years ago, but if you like a good romantic comedy, then faking it with the bachelor. I think I got to try that
0: one. I love a good rom-com. And I have to say the covers are amazing. Like those are really nice covers. Thank you. I, I, my first cover quit cover designer put
1: on me <laughs>
2: in
1: the middle of the first book no and luck I, did, I know and one of my friends came to my rescue she said send me your guide, the image I picked and she came up with a concept that we used for the bad karma series mm-hmm. and she did all those covers but then I did my own cover for making it with
0: bachelor it's and great he, yeah they're really nice they look like they definitely look traditional I know people give indie a bad rap sometimes for bad covers but these are really nice yeah Thank you. I'm still struggling
1: with the one for faking it with the green beret, and mm-hmm. I'm kind of the trend of illustrated covers. I'm just not mm-hmm. a big fan, but that's fair. I may have to hire somebody and do illustrated covers for both. We'll see. I, yeah.
0: That's my
1: thing. About being indie is I can you can do whatever you want. What I want, yeah. <laughs>
0: you have the power. <laughs> and I think that's where we're going to end here. Uh, exactly. Embrace your own destiny. Become an indie author, like Tracy. Amazing story. Thank you so much for spending some time with us today. We were really happy to talk to you. Well, I enjoy talking with you
1: and I appreciate yeah, the yeah. love and support for my books and just for the romance industry, you know, romance, author mm-hmm. industry, cause you know, we don't always get the respect we deserve, but no, you know, we deserve it. Heck yeah, we do.
2: <laughs> Gosh, darn it. <laughs> um, I will link of course, everything in the show notes, all of Tracy's social media, social media. Sorry. I forgot how to talk there for a minute and her books. Um, and you guys should definitely go buy them, go to her website, check everything out. Mm-hmm. And Jen, what do we always say? Reach (laughs) on! Bye,
0: guys.